One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Welcome to the NBA Daily Ding on the Athletic NBA Show. Ding, ding. How about we can just watch basketball? I like that idea. Good morning and welcome to the Daily Ding here on the Athletic NBA Show. I am Jared Weiss. I am joined by Bo DeKeel. Daniel Lehman is our producer. But it's Tuesday morning. It's not a Wednesday morning. It's when we usually do it, but our schedules are all messed up, so we had to move it one day. Uh, and Mo, the schedule seemed to get messed up for Joel Embiid knowing which game all the entire world wanted him to play in because he misses the great clash against Nikola Jokic in Denver, and the Nuggets win 116-111 to against no Philly, uh, no James Harden or no Joel Embiid for Philly. Yeah, I think this is going to be a bit unfair. A lot of people are going to be, oh, Embiid's ducking Jokic, all that stuff and things like that. Embiid does have an actual injury in terms of, you know, having a calf issue. Um, And I think this was just one of those things. The organization, I think, more than Embiid probably pulled the plug on this one saying, hey, like we, we should rest and we have a pretty tough schedule coming up the rest of the way along that lines. And then with that, once they decided that, I think there was very little chance James Harden was going to play in this game. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the way Embiid was talking this week, like in that interview with Shams, he definitely seemed like he was welcoming the opportunity to try to dunk on Jokic's head and show what a two-way player who is a great defender based on the it's, eye test and rather than Jared, the advanced Jared, metrics would look me. like. Where can I read said interview? That would be on The Athletic. Okay, go subscribe, subscribe to theathletic.com. Yeah, we got a $1 a month sale going right now, so make sure you tune in. Uh, but yeah, it was it, it sucks not getting to see that incredible matchup like right before everybody's going to start voting. But Jokic, was he delivered. Like This was a really good game. Yeah, no, Jokic was phenomenal. Again, another triple-double for him, which is just kind of common practice tonight. You know, uh, 25, 17, and 12. And more importantly, it looks like the Nuggets have kind of righted the ship, right? Like struggling the past few weeks, big win against Milwaukee over the weekend, get this win against uh, Philly. Like you're starting to feel pretty good about what you're seeing from the Nuggets. Yeah, well, at least for the first three quarters, but we'll get to that in a second. What, what was good was like Jamal Murray looked good attacking the hoop, being really physical. Uh, Brown just was super aggressive. He had a huge poster. He got to the line seven times. Like you're seeing other guys bring that physicality at the rim besides Jokic. And that was, I think, why they were playing so well throughout the night. Yeah. And I also want to talk a little bit, Michael Porter Jr. Hitting some shots and getting things going like just the whole flow of the team. This is this is what you want to see from the Nuggets going into the playoffs and how they're rolling with everything they got. This is why they've had the number one seed pretty much on lockdown all season in the Western Conference. It's just kind of this consistency with those things, minus that little hiccup, you know, of a, a couple of weeks. I think like this is what we expect from the Nuggets when we see them play. The question is just going to be, can you deliver this in the playoffs? Yeah, and uh, holding holding fast to the fourth quarter lead usually is an important sign for a team that's ready to contend, and they just fell apart against the garbage time lineup that Philly threw out there. Yeah, I mean, Philly scored 34 points in the fourth quarter. You know, this thing got down to a three-point lead, and, you know, it took a review that really kind of saved the Nuggets' hide here a little bit because Jeff Green catches the ball, gets fouled, but on the punter review, you can see that his heel of his foot was on the baseline. Should have been out of bounds. Philly's ball down three with 13 seconds left, but because the review was of the foul, 
you were able to actually review. They didn't overturn anything and it saved them. But that was really just a situation. They really let go of the rope down the stretch of this game, being playing incredibly sloppy. Everything about it was ugly basketball, Jared. But at least Tyrese Maxey had a great game. 29 points for him, five dimes, 12 for 21 shooting. Like this was this was the night that he had to step up without Harden and Embiid out there. Yeah, and they got some nice stuff off the bench from guys like Jalen McDaniels and even Paul Reed kind of helping out and 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 getting the runs going there. Tobias Harris with a quiet, I guess, can 16 points even be quiet? We even classify 16 points as a quiet 16. But I mean, I just wish hey, he was he doing, whispered did, those points. I wish he just did a little bit more um, than just get 12 shots on a night when there's no hard and, and no Embiid. You're really looking for a second wingman to play alongside Maxi, and, and they really wasn't there. D'Anthony Melton took the same number of shots as him. That's not your job is a sure step as up hell didn't make Tobias enough Harris. of them. <laughs> no, that's true. But hey, B-Ball Paul, seven for seven from the field. Spectacular. Big win for the Wolves over the Kings in Sacramento. The beam was not lit tonight. They win the Wolves win 119 to 115. The PA announcer for the Kings said, according to our John Krasinski, that this is going to be the biggest fourth quarter they'll ever see. And, uh, yeah, the Wolves just dominated there. And uh, Jaden McDaniels just had a phenomenal offensive game. Yeah, I mean, I think, first off, we should also just – the Kings had a chance to clinch the playoff berth if they got the win tonight, and that would have been finally breaking the postseason drought of 16 seasons. There, we know it's coming. We know they're going to make the playoffs. Go listen to the J Kings minute on the uh, Buds podcast, and and you'll understand why. But – this was a big win for the Wolves, and the playoff atmosphere in the crowd in Sacramento was extremely impressive. Kind of reminded me of the days of Arco Arena when they had the place rolling and popping, um, but did not phase the Wolves at all. You know, Jaden McDaniels, by the way, what a monster dunk he had down the stretch Ooh. in this game. Woo! I mean, that it stuff, was. I was shocked. It was, it was nasty. Ball gets swung around to him. Barnes close out to take away the passing lane, open up the driving lane, and then just a monster dunk from him that he puts a bonus on a little poster. Very impressed with just the the closing out nature from the Wolves on a second night of a back-to-back with no Carl Anthony Towns, with no Torian Prince, so a little bit shorthanded. I was really kind of just impressed by the toughness of the Wolves. Yeah, I mean, McDaniels, very, very, one of his best games I've seen from him all season. Uh, Nas Reed also had a monster poster. Like he, he he dunked it so hard, he was holding onto his hand like he broke it on the rim. He went 7 for 12. He's been really picking it up lately, and the Wolves are seeing like their, their rotation has been pretty solid when they actually have everything together. They didn't even have Carl Towns in this game. Yeah, I mean, they're coming off of two big wins. Like, this is a nice little back-to-back set for them. You know, beating the Warriors, you know, holding on at the buzzer, and then kind of really Opening this game up in crunch time where we've seen the Kings, one of the best crunch teams in the league, you know, with with De'Aaron Fox, probably going to win the clutch award. I don't know what the, it's the Jerry West award, right? Is that what it is? Um, mm-hmm. You know, they, they just doing a good job holding them off. Good movement between, you know, just good synergy across the board. This is such a vastly different team than what we saw at the beginning of the season when we were all laughing at the Wolves. Like, they've really kind of turned it around. And granted, the trade had a lot to do with it. But you're beginning to see them kind of get their bearings and, and, and feel much more comfortable with each other. So they jump up in the six, push the Warriors down to seventh. So that's that's crucial for them to get out of the play and actually have a chance to play a full series. Uh, the Kings... 
uh, now based on the standings would be the team that they would see in the first rounds. That would be, I, I mean, of all the matchups we could get, I feel like this one wouldn't be extremely thrilling, but like, the way that Fox and Sabonis were going tonight, like I, I would love to see more of this. It would be fun. I mean, listen, it, uh, it's going to be fun to just watch Sacramento in the playoffs. I personally would like to see them have to play the the Warriors maybe as the sixth seed, just because it'd be fun to have that mm-hmm. sort of rivalry within the, uh, the the state and and them being so close with each other. Uh, but I think we're going to get some sort of uh, hijinks either way. Uh, even if it's Minnesota, I think we'll find some sort of listen. We all remember that playoff series last year. Minnesota was in. It was the drunkest of drunkest playoff series you could find, <laughs> and I feel like we could get kind of get the same type of action in a Minnesota Sacramento playoff series. I, I just think it would be fun to have like the team that everybody is rooting for and the Kings that go up against a Wolves team that like has been saying things all year that's like aggrandizing themselves way beyond where they should at this point where they're barely even floating above 500 so that that would be a lot of fun to watch last game here the suns faced the utah jazz and obviously took care of business they won 117 to 103 this fourth quarter is a little bit of an eye of the beholder thing i i thought that we saw a nice performance by a suns team still missing kevin durant showing what it takes to have some championship medal to close games out strong what did you see i saw a team that knows the assignment. And I mean, the Utah jazz, you know, around the fourth quarter, let's just, you know, kind of take our foot off the gas there a little bit with that. And I'm not trying to take away anything away from Phoenix. They did a a, a good job and, and kind of did their deal, but this is a jazz team. That's, I think they're already a few games out of the playing tournament. And I think they're ready to kind of sink a little bit more going into trying to up the lottery odds a bit. Yeah, I mean, they are now two games behind the Thunder for that 10 spot. The Mavericks are actually half game behind the Thunder for that 10 spot. So that's that's a real one. But yeah, the Jazz, they're three games ahead of Portland after this evening. So, you know, they might kind of be. Oh, Portland's not playing basketball anymore. We can just stop. Portland's uh, we, we don't even need to get into it. Pelicans got their fifth win over the the uh, fifth win in a row beating the Blazers tonight, but that's about all we need to do to talk about the Blazers. They're 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 trying to tank. Yeah, I mean, hey, at least the Knicks aren't trying to tank with Emmanuel quickly dropping 40. Uh, that that was a new career high for him. That was phenomenal. He even said those free throws were nerve-wracking. He went 14 for 18 from the field. Uh, him and Julius Randle combined for 66 points. The Knicks, I mean, they're facing Houston, so they're not facing a real NBA team. It's honestly funny to see late in the season how these guys, like random guys will break out for these massive games against these teams that like clearly aren't just like they've thrown in the towel at this point. Yeah, I mean, look, Houston is still trying. Like they were genuinely trying to kind of play hard. It's just we've seen them all year. We know what they're about in that sense. But this was a great game for Quickly, who's in the running for six man of the year. If he's not the front runner, he's probably pushing closer to that. I think this was just a fun game, and it was fun to watch him kind of cook a little bit. It was fun to watch Mo cook a little bit here as our lead analyst on the Daily Thing podcast. I'm your host, Jared Weiss. Daniel Lehman is our producer, and we will see you tomorrow on the Ding. Ding, ding. Ding, ding.